0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it. A podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Welcome back, Adam. Podcast hey. of the week. Awesome, yes. awesome, awesome topic. Uh, One that I don't think we've talked about at all at this point in our 33, 34, I'm losing track, uh, (laughs) different podcasts. So a very targeted audience today. Very. Uh, Today, we want to speak specifically to business owners with a very pointed question. Uh, Why don't you have a financial planner yet? (laughs) It's a big assumption that they don't already have one. Well... In our experience, um, and we're going to talk about that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and certainly I, I have a big place in my heart for running a business and kind of understand the hurdles and difficulties that can come with that. So today is really not to point the finger and say, if you don't have one, shame on you. But more importantly, let's talk about the reasons that we recognize why you probably don't, uh, and that's okay, but then mm-hmm. offer up today, hey, here's how we can help you with that. Yeah. So, let's do it. Where do you want
1: to start? So, so yeah, I think, man, on my end, uh, I think the number one misconception about us in general doesn't just necessarily apply to business owners is that we are investment only, or our our sole focus is purely investments. Um, and yes, for those that have listened to this podcast before, they're probably painfully aware. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. we are not that. Um, but certainly investments play a role. Uh, you know, it's one of the five or six areas that that we cover, but it's not necessarily the primary. So I think that just setting that aside is number one, especially in our experience with small business owners, they're building a lot of their wealth within the business. There may not always be the investments that need to be managed. Um, so I think that misconception number one is we're not just solely focused on investments. Our approach to planning is so much broader that really can help, again, those five or six other areas, um, you know, kind of in that beginning stages of the process of hiring a planner.
0: Yeah. And I, I liken this to um, wanting to call ourselves really a financial head coach. Right. And I mm-hmm. realize that has kind of like a, a sports team connotation, but we really want the the business owner to think more like an owner. And I, I know how this goes, you know, 50% of businesses fail in the first five years. And I think the reason is time, right? You're trying to do too many different things, right? You've, you've yeah. started the business, you have a passion, you're probably really good at your craft, but that doesn't lend itself to great management and delegation. And yeah. that's probably what needs to happen if time is not on your side. So you have to think like the owner of the team. And that probably means you're not the head coach, you're not the coordinator. You're not always the player like mm-hmm. right doing the, doing the, the activity, you know, producing mm-hmm. the product. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's where we want to be seen as um, a resource that's well beyond, you know, maybe the one person they feel like they have on their side. You know, typically the accountant, typically the right. CPA, um, yep. you know, think like an owner. You're the boss. Delegate, you know, gain back some of that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you said it there too. And that, that, was one of the things that popped into my head. It's more often than not, what we see is, you know, small business owners, at least have an accountant or a CPA, somebody that is helping them on kind of the, the tax side, the books and records like that kind of thing. But again, in our experience, that's often a a, a one-sided focus on the taxes yeah, right. and not so, and not so much all of the other aspects of their financial life and not just focused on the business, right? We're, we wanna try to be that bridge between the business finances and then turning that into the personal side, the, the personal goals, making sure that they are checking the boxes on their personal checklist as well. Yeah, because what's, what is
0: the purpose behind the business, right? Most people have the drive, the skill, um, the confidence to kind of put their passion out there, but it is to make a living and sure. that living has to have, you know, some sort of desired <laughs> end goal, right? They've got some sort of right. work-life balance they're striving for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we see really going wrong. You know, you can't, you can't do all these things. Um, you can't work a 12-hour day, seven days a week and expect that's going to be sustainable. At some point, you need to pull out the good from the business mm-hmm. and start to, we'll say, diversify, right, your assets um, mm-hmm. in a way that's going to, build wealth to support you later in life. When, by the way, you may not want to be working all those hours or uh, you want to retire, right? And that's where this isn't picking on accountants. We have many good friends in this field, but some of that quote unquote financial planning is a very year by year reactive type of nature, where Mm -hmm. really fundamentally it's no different for our other clients than business owners. Like what's going to help you get from A to B? What, What are we really trying to accomplish and your business is the leverage to get there.
1: Yeah, that, that's very well said. Um,
0: I I would also say it's not just the tax people. You know, you you need a financial head coach, but as as a business owner, you don't have that corporation behind you that's offering you benefits, right? So right, right. making sure risk is covered. We talked about retirement. Your cash flow yeah. is in a good spot. Um, by the way, liability and estate planning things are taken care of, right? These are all fundamental things that I think are even more important for a business owner because you don't have that corporation providing you these benefits
1: yeah I think that's that's a that's a huge one and it's and it's not always you know the obvious one of like oh health insurance is provided by many large corporations I need to go get my own policy like that I think everyone kind of understands that to a degree it it is those the the trickle down um, kind of that you're talking about right of it we look at when we look at financial planning, right, and we're going through those fundamentals, making sure the right types and right amounts of life insurance, right, depending on your situation, what you want to see happen for your family, you throw yeah. a business on top of that, that, that adds a whole nother wrinkle on what needs to be protected, right? I feel like we've, if not, a, I don't think it's been a podcast, but we've done articles in the past on just those unique set of things to think about from a, a business owner perspective, right? At some point, you're not gonna run the business, whether you're retiring or God forbid, something happens to you in the meantime, there are a whole other laundry list of items that you need to make sure that you have in place so that your your employees, your clients, your customers are still able to essentially utilize your business and your service if you're no longer there to do it. Yeah, that's a huge one.
0: And I I promise I wanna spend more time on like succession planning and that being a business Mm -hmm. owner's obligation. But I want to go back to something you said on just checking those boxes on some of the things that we think are very fundamental. And I wanna emphasize here, as a business owner, you probably don't have a large margin of error in this place either. Right. Right. Cause you think about how how are you how are you guaranteeing debt obligations? It's probably on your personal <laughs> finance side. Right?
1: right. Right.
0: Like like you said, it's not just health insurance for you, but now you you go and get paid help and now you gotta supply health insurance for them and benefits for mm-hmm. them. And you know, it's, it's not to leveraging other people is, is really an important next step to an individual, you know, business owner. But right. it, just, it just goes to show that cash flow, you know, the, these, these types of things that ultimately are going to affect your bottom line, most times, especially starting out, it's just not leaving a lot of margin for error. And that's where having some experience or having somebody that has done this before or works with other people can bring that, those types of resources to you. It's just all the more important, I think.
1: Yeah, and and even you just adding that like was wasn't exactly, you know, the the top of mind for me of just adding the, yeah, if there are debt obligations that are tied to the business, but more often than not, if it's a sole proprietorship or it's an LLC, right, those are all flowing through to the the owner, their individual side anyway. So to us, putting all of those puzzle pieces together, just from a like an insulation standpoint, right? Protecting from from liability, separating yep. the personal from the business. To us, it's right. We we liken uh, financial planning to just putting puzzle pieces together. This is a whole different puzzle that I think it comes with more than you know, hundred pieces. Yeah. Right. This is not. Yeah. This is not. This is not a toddler's uh, puzzle. Right. There's a lot more intricacies that can come into play when you're dealing with both the personal and the business side of things and trying to weave those together. So real quickly, the two thoughts that come into my mind there,
0: th- think about borrowing power. Like one of the yeah. things you may want to do as a business owner is reduce your tax liability. Okay, so maybe we're, I shouldn't use the word hiding income, but we're taking <laughs> deductions or we're, we're doing things over here. Now mm-hmm. I, can't put, I can't put as much away for retirement because there are thresholds based on income. I can't go out and get this loan that I maybe need to grow because I've reduced my income and I'm not showing enough debt to income um, and and good ratios and to be able to have that borrowing power. There's just yeah. so many different dominoes. Again, smaller margin for error to get mm-hmm. you to to where you want to be and what you want to do. And I just think that takes a lot more forward thinking and bringing professionals together across. Yes. You know their different levels of expertise to make sure that you're not you're not being punished by having fractured advice.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the key right there. And and you you alluded to it, and then you finished with it that. Yeah, we are not here to necessarily replace anybody oh, yeah, else in their life. This is really to be, you said it, the, the the head coach, right? Let's bring all of these different coordinators together, the attorney, the accountant, whoever else may be involved, so that we're at least all on the same page. And then going back to kind of what you said earlier, knowing the why, and we just did a podcast on this recently, right? What, what is the purpose of anything they're looking to accomplish, whether it's on the business side or on the personal side, and let, we will use that as kind of the driving force to figure out how things need to be structured. Right, going back to like the liability side of things, just how should on the, even on like their personal accounts, the insurance side of things, how should things be titled? Who should be the owners? Like, oh, yeah, going down to to that level and just making sure that depending on where it's coming from, the the why behind the scenes, let's make sure that everything lines up to fulfill that goal. And I think that's why we talk about make sure we
0: understand really the purpose of the business. Again, I think there's a big difference between somebody that really loves just what they do and working in the business. Then Mm -hmm. you have to be able to delegate the other stuff working on the business, making sure it's functioning, making sure it's able to grow, making sure it's insulated to the complete opposite side that maybe it starts with a, a passion, but you're looking to build something that then you own it can run and function very well without you because you know good leadership, good training, good delegation. You know that allows you to move on to the next big thing. You're not giving up the income, or it's it's now starting to leverage your your other future goals. So, either way, I think it takes a good plan. It takes some focus. It takes paid professionals, right? This is the key here. Um, you you hire a coach because that person is not you. You have leverage to their time. You have right. leverage to them recognizing blind spots that you maybe don't see, and like I said earlier, they're hopefully their expertise in a different area. So right, yeah. Just very simply, if we can button all that up. At least that part of it. You know, where do entrepreneurs go wrong? I think it's just some imbalances, um, either with their time or you know, going back to I think the point you made. If all your wealth that you're starting to build is inside that business, I think there's inherent risk in that. Um, whether yeah. that's liability, something going wrong, or Man, economies change, and now your services are not as desired, or they're more commoditized, or technology's beating you. Ooh, you know, geez. robots are out there. Um, yeah, you know, there's yeah, a lot of risk thinking that.
1: Yeah, I just, I it just flashed into my mind. Right, COVID happens, and you're a restaurant owner, and now you're uh, completely upended. And yeah, I, yeah, we don't need to go down that road. But that was what popped into my head, and now, and now, no, 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 stay, stay all there. The fallout. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Stay there. Um, Great if, if, the, if the business had some great cash flow, but was the cash flow pulled out and put into a family cash reserve that could get through a couple months? You know, was right. there a retirement account that was started that says, man, if this whole thing folds, at least I'm not starting from nothing when mm-hmm. it comes to my retirement. There, there absolutely is reason to reinvest, right? I do the same darn thing as a business owner. I want to reinvest in the business to leverage it into the next thing that can be done you know, help more people drive revenue, whatever it is. You have to be able to diversify
1: that out into taking care of your personal balance sheet too. It's I, again, this is all just like word association to me just keeps popping things into my head. And now, now, now I'm picturing, right, you're on the plane, they're doing the safety, you know, pitch. And what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to put your oxygen mask on first. And then the person next to you or your child, but you have to make sure that you are taking care of these things so that you can continue to help other people or, you know, be able to still run the business, take care of things on the personal level. You just have to make sure that you're, you're able to do that. And if you can't, then it's kind of all of a a, a moot point. Yeah. So let this be like the 30
0: seconds then of like bringing in behavioral finance and mental health into our (laughs) podcast, which I guess we've been doing much more frequently yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of pressure. I'm speaking from experience. There's a lot of pressure now feeling like, man, it's not just me and my family, but I have employees. So it's my employees and their families. Mm-hmm. I've got vendors that rely on me. I've got loans that need to be paid. There are all these people that are now dependent on your existence and <laughs> the financial health of what you were trying to build here. So again, it's just recognizing that doing that all alone yeah, is more pressure than it needs to be these days. Like have a team have somebody that you can rely on that says, I'm cool to take this off your plate. I'm cool to help you delegate this. I'm I'm cool to coordinate these efforts so that you don't need to stay up till midnight tonight, checking these boxes because you're stressed out on, man, how am I going to get through these next two weeks when something,
1: yeah. you know, isn't going well. Well, and and I think I, I we keep staying here, but I, I think that side of it, right? Those, those items that just they, they have to get done. Or oftentimes, if it's the, the financial side of things that may not feel as pressing, it's certainly not where their passion lies, right? It's not, it's not where the t- the majority of their time gets put, it either gets kind of pushed aside, or it, it gets done at, in some sort, of, I don't want to say haphazard, but it gets done to a, a minimum degree, where it's not, really what should be happening.
0: I don't know if that made any
1: sense whatsoever.
0: It does, because I think it's just, again, it's the accountability partner. I think like we talk about that a lot. Like we can be that to a business owner in the same way. Look, if you're going to meet with your accountant on a quarterly basis to see where you're at and pay your quarterly taxes, it's reviewing your plan. It's reviewing how you reinvest in your capital. You know, what's the next thing that you're looking forward to doing? What are the business goals? Like these are things that we do. Um, Just going back to your first point, Yes, maybe that is, hey, you have to continue to invest outside of your business and here's how we can help you do that. But some of it's just like, we have a business plan. We know how to do those things and operate those things and check in on those things. And I just mm-hmm. think that needs to be automated. You need to have the relationship that helps you automate it. The tools and um, you know data aggregation that helps you review these things. It's yeah. not. It's not to make it sound like it's a lot more work for the business owner to take on. It's to highlight the fact that We're here to help you do that. You can reach out.
1: Yeah, yeah. For all of those things that may are are not the sole reason why you got into business, right? (laughs) The reason why you would hire an accountant or a bookkeeper to do, you know, if you're using QuickBooks to go through there and and handle all that stuff, it's more often than not you did not get into business to do all of those ancillary things of running a business, right? If you're if you're a plumber and you like being able to help people and you like to take care of plumbing needs, like that's the sole focus. And then you then you start the business and now there's a whole list of other things that we have to do behind the scenes. And it's just not potentially not your area of expertise, something you may not particularly enjoy. And that's where I think we see things fall apart very quickly where yes, hiring that outside help and getting that expertise and that perspective can really be leveraged to the business owner.
0: Right, because ignoring them doesn't mean that they'll just <laughs> magically get done. Yeah. Um, I would like to go back to your point because I think you were, gonna, you were saying it really well. When it comes to having a lot of other people that rely on you and, you know, the need to kind of make sure that you're covering some of the unexpected events, whether that's liability, God forbid, it's, you know, you can't go do your job or you yeah. prematurely pass away. We often see, especially when we meet someone that's getting close to wanting to exit the business,
1: mm-hmm. there,
0: really, there really is no plan. And I think for most people that have run a successful business, the business is their retirement. Yeah. And we don't want to see people get stuck where they go, if I just stop working, hmm. I have no income. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the importance of succession planning and why I would say like it's not just good to do. If you're a business owner, like it's your obligation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let's maybe just do quick scenario planning, like talk about what it means for somebody that has a business and something unexpected happens. Like if you don't have some sort of legal succession plan, I know for sure that without our succession plan, my wife would inherit this business and she's not capable of running it. (laughs) Ooh. So if I didn't have some sort of succession plan, right. n- now everything goes by the wayside. Instead, you kind of have these agreements in place. You have a plan in place that says, if I can't do my job, here's going to take who's, who's going to take the helm? What are the obligations there? It's just really important to document that in the same way we'd say, everyone in the world should have a will. A business right. owner needs to have that plan laid out.
1: Yeah, so 100%. Absolutely. Yes. But now, now it just popped into my head, like your, your previous point on like setting the business up that it is a lot of people do view it as kind of their retirement, that work of actually turning it into that transition or monetizing it to some degree. And maybe you, maybe you said this, but I just want to drive it home. Like that process of, of turning it into, if it's a retirement plan that has to start well in advance of I'm a you know a year or two away from wanting to retire and now I'm going to start this process like there is so much that goes into being able to monetize the business and set set that stuff up and now transitioning to the your point on the succession plan it's the same thing making it's it's a lot of details that need to get worked out again, it's, it's all of the what if, what if this happens, then here's what I would want to see happen and being able to structure all of the pieces that need to go along with that to be able to fulfill that need if it ever occurs.
0: Yeah. So let's separate out the, um, the need for like life insurance, right? And let's just be transparent. I don't wake up tomorrow. There's life insurance here that allows you to buy the business from my wife so that my wife right. is protected on the monetary side of things. But my clients, right. our clients are protected too by knowing the person that should be running this and helping with this, Adam, Devin, Holly is not Desiree. Love you, sweetie. She'd be the first to admit she's not (laughs) going to be of great help to these clients. That's, that's very different from monetizing on an exit. And that's where it's not the stuff on paper. If you are the sole person that makes the business run and you're not there, here's the reality. Your business has no value to anybody else, (laughs) right? The value is in it being able to operate without you. And that's where people's exit plan can be selling the business, uh, transitioning it to a key employee, whatever that's going to look like. Uh, Mm Um, but that's where, to your point, the plan needs to start well ahead of, eh, I think I'm going to stop next year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
0: So I don't, I don't want to harp too long here on the idea of succession planning and it needing to be done, but, um. It really is a part of the planning process. And again, we have some level of expertise here on how these things need to be discussed, questions that need to be asked and ultimately what needs to be documented. Um, And if there is a financial side of that, then with agreements, uh, life insurance, savings, retirement plans, whatever it is, we're clearly Mm -hmm. here to help people put those in place too. Yes. I feel like that was a lot of info in a short period of time, <laughs> Yeah, but I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask the question. Was there anything else on your list that you think we should probably hit on for uh, these poor business owners that were smacking
1: in between the eyes by saying,
0: you need to have a plan?
1: Yeah, we, we, we started this out before recording saying, let's keep this short and sweet. We got busy business owners who were hoping to tune into this, and now they're going to look at it. And it's like, oh, 30-minute podcast? Mm, pass. Look, we're just, we're just trying to help. We're trying to, we're trying to yes. pinpoint
0: those things. Um, and again, better, man, better than learning from your own mistakes is learning from somebody else's. And we've seen them, we've done them, we've gone through them, we've made them ourselves. Um, we're here to help and to be clear on what that means. Let's have a conversation, um, if not through investments, how people typically think about, hey, here's what I'm gonna pay. Yeah. We, we can get paid like accountants, like any other paid consultants, right? We're here Definitely. to be a resource, an ongoing resource. Let's talk about what that means. Yeah. All right, sir. Thank you for your help again today on a very important yet targeted topic.
1: You got it. See you next time. Bye.